Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Thank you so much for your faithful listening and financial support of this ministry. It helps us to keep this gospel flowing to the world. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the new series entitled Unboxing God. Today's subtitle is Wrestling with God. This is part number two in that series. Today, we're going to continue to talk about the man at the pool of Bethesda. My goodness, we're going to see a lot of things today and some things that you may not have considered as this man sat by the pool for 38 years. We're going to investigate that and a whole lot more. And I believe that healing and deliverance is coming your way in this message. So stick around. Now, don't forget also to join us 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. And if you're in the Bremen area, we'd love to have you every Sunday morning. Our Christian education program starts at 9 a.m. Sunday morning worship is at 10. And don't forget, Wednesday night hour of power starts promptly at 6.30. Come on out. Everybody is welcome. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Wrestling with God, which is part two of the series Unboxing God, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right, we thank God for all of you today. We want to get right into the word of the Lord. If you would help me pray, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time and this moment that you have anointed and appointed to take place. We appreciate you so much. Lord Jesus, we thank you for honoring us and allowing us to serve you and to, to minister for you. And Lord, we thank you for your precious spirit who is in this house uh, this morning and abiding on the inside of us. And we say, Holy Spirit, is just have your way. I'm trusting in you. We are trusting. We're depending upon you. We're leaning on you. And with hearts of desperation, we come before you this morning asking you to teach and proclaim what thus saith the Lord. We need a word, Father, and we do come before you this morning in expectation. In Jesus' name, let your heart say amen. amen. All right, well, let's go back into the book of John. John 5, <clears throat> John 5, and um, last week we spoke from the subject of unboxing God, unboxing God, and we're going to continue in that same flow today, but we're going to subtitle this today, now, this will be part two in the series, Unboxing God. We're going to subtitle this, Wrestling with God. Or, depending on what neck of the woods you come from, wrestling. Wrestling with God. All right. Are you ready to get into the word? All right. We're going to read just a little bit again in um, John 5, and then we're going to go further today. After this, and this is uh, John 5, verse number 1, and it says this, and by the way, I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad to see you. I'm glad that the, that the sprinkle outside didn't flood you away. I'm glad you're here. John 5 verse 1 says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there uh, is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, or sheep gate, we said last week, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, what? Bethesda, or Bethesda rather, having five porches. Uh, verse 3, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, 
a blind halt withered waiting on waiting for the tr the moving of the water verse 4 for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water whosoever then uh, first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years and uh, we went into we found uh, another key here to this 38 years if you go into your bible programs or maybe your concordance and find the first mention really of 38 not talking about the scripture numbers the verse numbers but the first mention of the word 38 the number 38 You'll find it taking place there in the book of Deuteronomy where the children of Israel uh, were 38 years, um, the, rather the last member of that generation that disobeyed God died off in 38 years. And then, of course, two more years to go into the promised land. So they waited for a move for 38 years. And it was because of their sin uh, that caused them to wander for 38 years. As we see here, because of this man's sin, that uh, there possibly caused him to wander in this state for 38 years. After that 38th year, change begins to happen. Verse 6 says, uh, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in this case, he saith unto him, will thou be made whole? Here's the question. Will thou be made whole? The impotent man uh, answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the Sabbath, rather, and on the same day was a Sabbath. All right, we're going to, well, I guess we'll go on to verse 10 and further. The Jews therefore said unto him uh, that was cured, it is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, he that made me whole, the same said to me, take up thy bed and walk. Then answered they him, uh, what man is that which uh, said unto thee, take up thy bed and walk? And he said, rather than he that was healed, wist not, or he didn't know who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself, or he had pulled himself away from the crowd. He conveyed himself away, a, a multitude um, being in that place. Verse 14, afterward, Jesus uh, findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more giving us the information of a track record of some sort, some type of sin, right? Sin no more, at least a worse thing come upon thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had uh, made him whole. And therefore did the Jews, what, persecute Jesus and sought to slay him. They sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Now, there are several things we, we said here in last week. We won't go into uh, detail on, on all of it, but some things we will just for a moment. There is a crisis that takes place in verse number seven. The crisis. Now, we see, we see a nice sandwich here, a Big Mac, if you will. Uh, somebody's getting hungry. <laughs> verse number six, we see 
Well, we first of all see the problem. This man has been sick for 38 years, right? Uh, the Bible says he's an impotent man, meaning that he is without strength. We said last week, uh, being impotent, I mean, all you have all the parts, but you just don't have the strength to move them. It's kind of like you have a cell phone, it's working, but the batteries are dead. There is little strength or very little strength or no strength in his body. He's impotent. All right. So it says here, uh, for 38 years he'd been in this condition, layer one. Jesus comes and says to him, gives him a, a divine question. The Lord hears God himself coming to him and says to him, asking him, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to get out of this situation? Do you want better things in life? And here comes verse seven, uh, starting the wrestling match here. Because the impotent man answered, sir, sir, of course. Now, this man is an Israelite. Okay, remember, Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. So this man was a Jew, Jewish. All right, so he had some type of relationship or affiliation, we can say, with God, with the Torah, with the commandments. All right, one of God's chosen people. This was not just some man, some Gentile off the street somewhere. This was a man, we can say, a religious man, all right, that had some type of relationship with God. So here comes God, or familiarity, we can say, with God. So here comes God asking him, do you want to get out of this condition? And here comes again the, the wrestling match. The man answered him, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. He gives him the problem. Here's a wrestling match. God's saying one thing, but then he, this man fires back something else. The wrestling match, the tuggling match. And this wrestling match, what we really want to get to today, this wrestling match can delay your miracle. This wrestling match uh, can defraud you of God's best for your life. When God utters a command, when he utters a question. Now, the Lord Jesus, of course, he already knows the answer. Will thou be made whole? He already knows this man obviously wants to be made whole. He already knows the answer. But he, he's asking a question to spark a consciousness, an awareness inside of this man. Do you want to be made well? Do you want better things in life? And see, really... If you would go around and ask people this uh, that are steeped in poverty, that, that have a, a track record of depression or they have a track record of always being disappointed, and you've been disappointed a number of times over and over and over and over and over, sometimes after a long period of time of disappointments, you can become numb to the pain. And you just want to say, oh, forget it. I guess it's just not going to happen for me. It's just not going to happen for me. I'll, I'm just here. And after a while, your body can be there, but you're no longer there. You're just lost in the confusion, lost in the surrounding darkness. Because remember, he's there with a whole lot of other people that were also sick. Some were blind. Some were paralyzed. Some were lame, missing parts, right? All of the conditions all around the pool. So he's around. He's in an area of darkness. He's in an area of darkness, hoping, hoping for God to move and do something. He's waiting on the water to be troubled, right? And so here comes the Lord asking him a question. Now, Jesus, of course, already knows the answer, but he's asking this question to spark his attention, to grab his attention, grab his attention once again. Do you want to be made 
whole? Do you want to be made well? For some of us, he can say, do you want your marriage to work? For some, he would say, do you really want a job? Are you hearing? Do you really want this? Do you really want that? You know, we, we, can, endure, we can endure a lot of disappointment. I mean, disappointment hits you and it hits you and it hits you and it hits you and it hits you. But it should be just like that old donkey that was uh, that fell into that fell into the well and fell into that that pit there. And uh, the farmers didn't know uh, how to get that donkey out of that, how to get that donkey out of the pit. And uh, I think he fell he fell in there because someone was someone dug the hole and things of that nature. Uh, but. The donkey was there, and then someone was still working on the other side, and for some reason, I don't know how the story completely goes, but for some reason, there's someone digging, and they shoveled uh, dirt inside the hole where the donkey was. I don't know if they were trying to bury the thing alive or not, but they shoveled the, the dirt on the donkey in the hole. Well, what happens to the donkey? What happens to the donkey is what we really need to do today to disappointments and struggles. The donkey did what? He shook it up and packed it under his feet. The next time he threw dirt in, he shook it off and packed it under his feet. Don't you know after a while as the dirt continued to come in, the, or we can say the slander, the accusations came upon him, the jealousy, envy, the strife, all these things came upon him. After a while, you know what he did? He stepped out of the hole. Isn't that something? Tell you, you can learn a lot of things from a jack, from a donkey. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Amen. So I pray that you're smarter than a donkey. All right, so we see here again, disappointment after disappointment. Some of us have really experienced wave after wave after wave after wave of disappointment. What causes disappointment? When we were hoping for one thing, but we get something else. We put all of our eggs in this basket, and we're really saying, all right, this time is it, this time is it, this time is it, but it, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it, and it happens time and time and time again, and here is a man that's surrounded by people that had the same issue. All of them wanted to get into the pool. But only one out of a multitude could get it. If it occurred on a regular basis, it's at a certain season, so possibly one time a year, only one out of a great multitude could get it. How much disappointment? So here's a man that's surrounded by a people that have all been disappointed, caked on over and over and over and over and over again. Those that tried and tried and tried, but saw no result. Or they tried and tried and tried, and they saw somebody get it. They saw somebody hit the Powerball. They saw somebody hit the jackpot. And so what happens, they go back week after week and give their paycheck or give a significant amount of money out of their homes, hoping they would hit it because someone else did. It's a trap. It's a snare. And so Jesus comes to this one man that is there at the pool, this one man. And here again, I believe he took a sampling of the crowd, knowing who would hear his voice and ultimately obey his voice. 
And so he asks him a question to jog his attention, get his attention, to shock you. Grabs the paddles. Clear. Yes, you're talking to me. Wake you up out of that. And then the man begins to answer. And here comes the wrestling match. And this is where many of us here today, he simply gives Jesus the problem. He does not say, or he gives him, the man gives to Jesus the solution that he has seen uh, with others. Others had somebody else to help them get down into the water. Others had, how'd they, how'd they make it? How'd they make it out of the ghetto? Well, others got the scholarship. Well, others got the grant. Well, others got the job. So others had the credit. Others were prettier than me. Others, others were stronger. Others had this. Others had that. And so the man said, I don't have what others have had. So how in the world can I get out of the shape when I don't have what others have had? Are you hearing? How can I get out of this? So he's in a hopeless situation with a whole bunch of other people that are also in the same hopeless situation. Nobody, I doubt, I'm very doubtful if anybody was around the pool grinning like a chest of cat. Hee these were hurting people. These were hurting, blind, lame, paralyzed, sick, sickly people, all waiting. Not to mention the possible smell of decaying flesh around the pool. And so he is there, and the Lord shocks him. And the wrestling match begins. He gives Jesus or he begins to really to vomit up the reasons why he hasn't gotten it. And can you hear? I, I want you to hear the the tension in his voice. Hear the tone of his voice. Let me read that again. Hear the tone of his voice. The impotent man or the powerless man or the weak man answered him, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled. To put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step of down before me. Can you hear the frustration in his voice? Look, I see you dressed as a rabbi, so I'm not even, he didn't even give the Lord that type of respect. I see you're a teacher. Yes, this man is probably on the ground. Laying there, Jesus speaks to him. I don't even know if the man looked up to Jesus to begin with. Possibly he looked up and responds to him with, sir, I'm trying to give you some respect here, okay? But obviously you don't know what's going on here. You don't know what I've been going through in my life, in my marriage, in ministry, circumstances, financially. You obviously don't know what's happening here. Don't you see everybody else got somebody else? There's Edgar right there. Edgar has his friend Frank to help him. And you see Jane over there has, has, uh, has Carl. And, and soon as the water moving, oh, man, you, you're making me miss it. There's a breeze that blew by on the water. And I, okay, they didn't get it. Okay, yeah, it's all right. All right, now what are you saying again, man? You obviously don't know what I've been going through, Jesus. You don't, obviously don't know my struggles, how I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody. I wonder how many of us have said that I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody to help me. 
I'm struggling all by myself. Month in, month out, week in, week out, day to day, I'm struggling and it's just me. Now remember, here comes the question that Jesus answered. Do you want to get out of this? Do you want to be better? Do you want your life to change? Do you want to be made whole? And here's the answer that many of us say. How can I? When I don't have anybody to help me. So this man is frustrated. So after he says, I don't have anybody to help me pay the bills. I don't have anybody to help me pay the mortgage. I don't have anybody to help me. I'm lonely. I'm alone. I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody. Then he says, but while I am coming. Oh, my God. Is that a knife? While I am coming. While I'm trying to muster up the energy. Here again, he is not blind. He can see. He is not lame. He has, you know, it's not one leg broken or something like that. He is not paralyzed. He said, while I am coming. While I am coming. While I am coming. One steps down in front of me. It's taken all I got. Somebody has a testimony. It's taken all I got to try. And it seems like my best is still not good enough. It seems like there's always somebody else that's faster, that's more equipped, that's more knowledgeable, that's more intellectual, that has a higher test score, that's more qualified than me. While I am coming, I am trying. Don't you understand, sir, that I've been trying to do this for quite a while? How about 38 years I've been trying? Amen. Jesus said, I know you've been doing this for a long time. You've been a long time in this case. 38 years trying. Nobody to help me. I've been trying. When does anybody got that testimony? He said, but while I'm coming, another step if down before me. I almost get there. Step down before me. Step down before me. So that would that that has the feeling. Or the, or the sense that he was very close to the water. <laughs> just so close, inches away from the goal. Just a few steps, just millimeters. I almost got it. And you know, that's what really hurts sometimes when you know you almost got it. When there was a certain burst of hope. Hope is great, but sometimes hope can be deadly. Are you hearing? I want to say, I know you might not know what I'm talking about. Sometimes hope can be deadly because sometimes you just want to just throw in the towel and say, I'm done with this. I'm through with this. 38 years I've tried this over and over and over and over, and I'm done. But then. You get close. 
It might happen. It might. It's troubling. Nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to notice. Nobody. I'm coming as fast as I can. I'm just so weak. I'm just so weak. I'm just so. I'm just so weak. I almost got it. Almost. Almost. What? And then in all fairness, there must have been some type of border around the pool just to make it fair to everybody. Surely everybody couldn't just hang on the side of the pool. That wouldn't be fair, would it? It would have to be some type of agree, agreed upon border around the pool just to give everybody a shot. So everybody had to stay back, you know, stay back, you stay back. I'm watching you, I'm back. Are you back? Are you back? And we all sit here and we wait. We wait. Again, nobody's concerned about having a relationship with God. We just want what God can do for us. And this is why the man didn't know God when he came, because he wasn't waiting on God. He was waiting on what God could do. And so... We wait, we wait 38 years of just waiting. Can you feel what this man is going through? Can you see why Jesus had to bring out the paddles? Clear, <laughs> sir, what? I'm trying to focus. On this, I'm watching my credit score. I'm watching it go up and down. I'm watching my bank account. I'm watching, I'm counting the people in the church. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm counting, I'm watching the scoreboard to see if anything is happening. And then when it seems like I got just a little hope, Somebody else gets it and not me. Are you feeling this man? After this, after this wrestling, Jesus understands and he says to him, he releases to him a divine word. Rise. Take up your bed. And do what with it? And walk. Oh, so thrilling. Right? The man that is without strength, the scripture says in verse 9, and immediately the man was made whole. Problem solved. But he still had to obey what Jesus said. He could have continued to wrestle beyond this point. Yes, I feel different. But I felt different yesterday, too. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, what? Yes, someone comes in the building, what? You want to help me? You have special? You can do what? Yeah, I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. I've heard it. Yes, I feel differently. Yes, I believe it's possible. 
Yes. But the man not only had to hear the news, his body did receive strength at that point, but he had also to get up and take up his bed and walk. Let's go ahead and conclude this for this morning. He said, immediately the man was made whole and he took up his bed and walked. Now we see here something bad happens. We see that this man was a tattletale. Right? He goes out. He's walking with the bed in his hand. That's his rolled up mat. And the people see him with it rolled up. And they say, who? Don't you know, buddy, not to do this? Don't you understand that you can't do this? But what they did not understand, what the man really should have said, sir, would you tell a blind man that is now seeing to stop seeing? Would you tell a, a, a mute man who couldn't talk, would you tell him to stop talking? Would you tell someone who was paralyzed to stop dancing? How are you telling me that it was without strength that I have to stop doing what God called me to do? He told me to walk, so I'm going to walk. I'm going to praise. Can you possibly hinder my praise? I knew you don't know I was there, right there in that spot next to Ted and Josiah, right there in that spot for 38 years waiting on something to happen Amen. and here we are as a church as a body waiting on something to happen instead of waiting on someone he finds someone he takes his mat up he walks praise the lord and he goes tell tell the jews and the jews seek to kill jesus wrong thing to do what should have happened was he gets up from the place he gets his mat he begins now he's still around all these other people what an opportunity to share with them i'm walking i'm walking i'm walking how'd you get like that that man named jesus look i'm walking i'm walking and one by one the people would have said if he did it for you i know he can do it for me i believe i believe i believe and one by one they would have gotten up from that prison from their own snares waiting on a thing and now now they can wait on him, the person, and receive their miracle right where they are. Right where they are. They all, that could have been one of the greatest healing revivals. As one of their own gets up and walks and he wasn't even wet. Somebody's going to get that. He wasn't even wet. No pool required. He received a word from God and obeyed it and got up and walked, took up his bed, the thing that held him, the thing that he laid on for 38 years. Carrying it, trophy. Oh, thank you, this feels good. Ah, ah. And you had to know, they had to know something happened. 
How did this happen? Jesus, Yeshua, he healed me. That rabbi, he healed me. I don't know his name. But, I mean, he didn't know his name, obviously, as it goes further on down, but he learned it later. And as we close out right here for this day, we will all have our moment. But the thing we want to avoid is the wrestling match when we can delay our own miracle because we've been disappointed so many times. So many times we got close, so many times, so much as they would say false hope, so much painful hope. We've been watching the scoreboard. Maybe this time I'll win. Maybe this time we've been watching this and watching that, watching the waters, watching the waters. But now let's turn our attention from the waters. And if you do that, you'll see Jesus standing right next to you, asking you the same question. You want to get up from here? Yes, Lord. You do? Yes, Lord. All right. Then rise. I don't know what your rising will look like. Rise as Jesus gives you strength. Rise. And he's saying that today. You need to receive that. Rise. Oh, oh. rise. Take up your circumstance. Take up your situation. Take it up now. Do a victory lap. Hallelujah. Tell tell others of how you were down and how I made you whole. Rise. Tell others about the failed marriage. Rise. Tell others about the failed ministry. Rise. Tell others of the 38 years of pain and what I did for you. That they will no longer depend on the system of man but on the person of Christ. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop it right there in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, you are magnificent. 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 And today, Father God, today we look to you. We look to you and Lord, we repent of the wrestling match. We repent of always checking the checkbook, of always checking the numbers, of always checking this and checking that to see how this is doing and see how that is doing. Lord, we repent in Jesus' name. We've been so long. We've been so disappointed for such a long time. And Father, if we be honest, we have to confess that there were times that we wanted to throw in the towel. We wanted just to give up and say it is enough even as Elijah said it is enough it's enough but Lord we turn our attention from the pool from our perceived answer from the system looking for somebody to help us and we turn our attention to you Lord Jesus 
And we today, Lord Jesus, we say yes to you. Shock us. Do whatever you've got to do to get our attention. Do whatever you've got to do. And Father, we pray for the grace that as we rise from that condition, we won't go and be do wrong actions and like be a tattertale, but Lord, we'll go. We'll wear the bed. We'll, we'll wear it so the others can see that we have been given power over it. They'll notice how now when the one that had no strength has strength enough now to carry the thing that's been holding him down. So today, Father, we receive grace. We receive strength. We receive strength. We receive strength. And Lord, we ask for the grace to do what you call. To him you said, take up his bed. To us, what are you going to say to us? If it's move, if it's to apply, whatever the thing is, I don't know. But Father, I pray for the grace, your grace, the grace of your presence to hear and to follow exactly what you say. Let your word in that moment be like fire shut up in our bones, like fire in us. And we cannot turn from the left or to the right, but that we would do exactly what you ask and that we would sin no more. We welcome you, Lord Jesus, and we acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge the presence of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. We don't desire to wrestle with you. I don't want to wrestle with you anymore. I don't want to wrestle with you. We offer you our compliance, our obedience, a willing heart. Today, a willing heart. We know, no, we know not how else to pray other than say yes. Yes. Whatever it takes wherever we have to go, whatever we have to do. Truly, when we do it, somebody's going to get jealous. Somebody's going to say, we're breaking the rules. It's the wrong day for this miracle. It's the wrong season. It's the wrong time. But Lord, at that moment, at that confrontation moment, let us boldly say that it was Jesus who told me to do this and stand on that and then go forth and declare the miracle. Today, Lord, we receive that time of changing. And we look not to the pool. We looked not to what we see, but we walk by faith and not by sight. And I would rather to die in faith than to live in doubt. I would rather to believe you, to believe you, and to live another moment doubting if you could. That is our choice today, to believe you and to walk in it. We love you. 
we love you. We love you. Now, if you're in this place today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, you need to come. You need to come. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.